Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Protests and England hates Trump. <laughs> well, not according <laughs> like to him. Not according Trump. to him. Not according to him. You know, cause, right? You I know. mean, they're a pretty. They're they have a conservative like arm, right. but and, and that's why um their their um Theresa May, their fucking prime minister, well, is the only one that really rolls off the red carpet. But the queen. So he had tea with the queen. And I'm like, I'm, this is this is where I was telling a homie I was at work. I'm like, pay attention, because we're watching we're watching him come in. He doesn't bow to the queen, right? Tradition, yeah. Okay, every fucking president has bowed to the queen of England when they when you come into her house. Well, you he can't I mean? bend over. I mean, one thing. Did you see the way that? Did you see the way that tux fit on him? Like, yeah, oh, he looked like an idiot. <laughs> he looked like he got that from like men's warehouse. For real. <laughs> Off the rack type shit. Like, can our president get a tailored suit? Yeah, like, it's like, like, oh, it's on the 75% off rack. I'll, let me grab that. I'll right. grow into it. <laughs> but the queen didn't curtsy. Oh, yeah. It's basically like, I don't give a fuck about you. Right. And then they had their little tea and whatever. So I was worried like, oh, he's going to embarrass us. He's going to speak at the House of Commons. He's the only U.S. president that has been banned. Right. From speaking at the House of Commons, and the Speaker of the House over there, I can't remember his name, um, said that he has not earned the privilege. Yeah, I heard about that. Fuck! <laughs> I mean, that's cold-blooded. And then um, the other thing was there were one of their um, senators, if they call them that, um, 
for the Labour Party over there. So the, I think the Labour Party is more of a liberal, if not the Liberal Party. They're, they're more of the people, you yeah. know, the Labour Party. Um, they said that uh, there will be people in the streets, you know, or as he said, taking to the streets um, for protesting. And he said, but I, I can't remember word for word, but he basically said, um, but we, we don't stand against America. On the contrary, we stand... Um, for the best of America, right? I was like, it touched me a little bit. Yeah, for what America was, and not what you know what I mean. Like, I was like, it was nice to hear, especially from a close ally. Yeah, just hear someone go, "We know you guys aren't all fucking crazy, right? You know, and this asshole needs to dip." And he was talking shit about their mayor, the London mayor. Yeah, because he even touched down. He was calling him a loser and shit. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, it was like, was yeah, fucking shit. It was funny too because he said, "Because uh, uh, what did he said something? Um, uh, he said something back that like you know maybe he should you know do his work as opposed to like you know criticizing me or something like that." And they they went back and asked the London mayor what did he thought of that, and he goes, "I would expect that from a thirteen year old." Yeah, <laughs> he like, don't give a fuck. <laughs> It's funny it's too. So stupid, I was watch, I was you know looking at some stuff and they go London really knows how to welcome Trump. Like they had one projection on a dome that had the USS McCain on it. I was yeah, like, yeah, because they had to. I forget where he was, but they had to hide Japan. the USS yeah. McCain. Yeah, that he had to hide it. They put a tarp over the name the McCain. It would upset him or something. Yeah. Fuck you. That's disrespect. And then some on another projection on a building they had um, Londoners approval numbers for Obama versus. <laughs> Trump and I was like, and they're like, Londoners really know how to welcome the president over there. The thing too is that he thinks he's tough shit. He goes into a foreign country, they don't give a fuck about him. Yeah. He's just another American there to those people, to the the general common people. Yeah, they don't give a fuck about him. They can say whatever the fuck they want. I was watching uh, the Daily Show the other day, and they go, "Yeah, and he's the first president in history to not, or recent history to not stay at Buckingham Palace because." renovations he goes yeah, right they have 53 rooms and state rooms and you're They're telling me renovated. all being renovated at the same time he's forrest gump when he was getting on the bus can't sit here yeah seats taken <laughs> and then he and trevor noah looks at he's like going i'm sorry mr president but you can't stay here there is a hilton right next door <laughs> yeah why don't you stay at your oh no he said best western he said best western next door <laughs> right Say the Holiday Inn. He's like, There's a the Ramada fucking, right here. <laughs> There's a Motel Six. You feel me? Right down the street. You can get your soda and your fucking. Oh, and then he was complaining um, that Fox News doesn't air in uh, England. Yeah, he, no had, he had to watch CNN. I'm like, yeah, because CNN's more respect. You should be watching the BBC. Get some truth out of it. Yeah. Quit fucking good. First well, of all, if you're in England and you're not watching the BBC, what the fuck is wrong with you? I think over there, I think it's Sky News is their closest thing to a Fox. I think it's Sky News is like. Yeah, but it's only for their local shit. Yeah. You don't give a fuck about that. Yeah. And it's and, 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 global news. Yeah. And it's it's funny too because I was I was hearing all that and I was just like, oh my God, what a douche canoe. And uh, um, they're like, they're over there saying, yeah, can you, are you surprised how he spoke very well about. Theresa May and blah 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 and I go of course he did because he's a fucking pussy he doesn't say shit to their face he waits till he's on his plane touching down back in the US that he starts talking shit about people but Theresa May is the only person in that entire country that was giving him any respect yeah and I mean 
I'm not trying to talk. I don't know much about her. She's not my prime minister, but she, the prime minister is the equivalent to the president. So obviously it's her job to be polite to him. Well, no, but she was also, so she was I, also you know, the one that pushed for Brexit. She's the one that was supposed to get them all Brexit. That's and, the other thing too, is that she's on her way out. Like yeah. She's about to leave. Cause she, she couldn't, cause she couldn't do it. Cause she couldn't, she, cause she couldn't do Brexit and the entire country fucking hates her. Yeah. But I guess the, the New York Times was so funny. They put all these quotes. The Times does news perfectly. They, they, they're, they're old school. They remind me a lot of the BBC. They, you can't – unless you're listening to it. Like if you're listening to one of their podcasts, you can't tell which way they lean. And everyone knows the Times is more of a liberal paper. Right. But in the opinion section, oh, fuck yeah. yeah. Like they, go, they go ham in there, especially the Sunday Review. But um, when they're doing the news, it's whatever. But I'm reading this piece, and they're talking about um, him in London, and they're giving quotes of how people don't want him there, you know, just from the Brit, from the British and stuff like that. Right. And then they go, but not all were upset, and they give one quote that said, "I wish he was our president." <laughs> just one. So there's like five quotes that say "fuck off," <laughs> and one. And I'm like, all right, I see what you did. It was a very intellectual and highbrow way of saying fuck him you're right you know and he hates the times too i thought that i the times to me and maybe this is because i'm from new england the times to me is america's newspaper right it's mm. it's a respected isn't it like one of the oldest yeah it is and it's it's like the it started 18 fucking 80 something i think but to me the new york times is one of the last news sources in America that if they tell you something, you could, you could fair bet that it's true. Right. Like they're not, they, or if it's, if it's not true, it's because they made a mistake, not because they're trying to trick you. Right. You know, it's, it's that old school kind of news. And there's other places like that too, but the times is huge. They're available everywhere. And, and I love their writing. Their writing is very good. And when <laughs> Trump came out and said, the New York times is trash. I, I, I almost felt, personally offended <laughs> you know, it felt it felt like you pissed on the flag a little bit like i was like the what is trash fuck you <laughs> it's like you watch Foch lose every fucking day oh i know and you think the times is trash nah well it's funny because like fox news is over there like downplaying the protests going on in there and trump's over there i didn't see anybody i saw thousands of people supporting me and people are posting picture or video they're like yeah Trump's motorcade's going by, and there's like nobody out there. Like the barricades are there, but there's like scattering of people here and there. And, then, and that's the sad thing too is he, he's going to try to cover it up and try to act like, um, oh, the people are actually supporting me. But the truth be told, the BBC is in that country. You're you're not going to people are going to tune in the BBC. They're going to tell you exactly what happened. Yeah, you know you're fucked. And, <laughs> the, and then he's the, and then he's over there saying that oh, I didn't see any protest. Everybody loved me. You know I don't see. So it's all fake news. And yet you have all these footage of drones going around and seeing like these you know floods of people. And I was like, what? And then my I replied to one of his tweets. I said, I go, wow, they must have had a lot of tarps around you, since he couldn't see all the pro see the protests going on. I'm yeah, assuming there's a lot of tarps around. Uh, it's not when Obama went over there. Yeah. Fucking England loved. Dude, Obama. did you see? Um, that video of of Obama at that um, Golden State Warriors Toronto game the other day. Nah. Yeah, they were they were announcing the game and they go and this was in Toronto in Canada. 
They go and also um, visiting the game tonight. Pre, um, the forty fourth president of the United States, Barack Obama, and like people cheered, and he just kind of gave this like, hey, you know. And then everybody they gave him, they stood up and gave him a standing ovation. Of course. And did. then he stood up and he waved to everybody. He looked because a little. He, and, uh, he made his mistakes, but he wasn't a piece of shit. Yeah, and I was, and then everybody's like, yeah, what do you think uh, Trump would have got to go? First of all, Trump wouldn't have gone. Because, you know, it's basketball. He would have got booed the whole fucking oh, time. Oh, fuck yeah, anyway. dude. Oh, yeah, doesn't he not like basketball? I don't – I mean, it's well, – there's a lot of African-Americans in basketball, so I'm assuming – Yeah, he'd feel uncomfortable. Yeah, he'd feel threatened. <laughs> right. <laughs> he'd try to build walls outside. It'd just be weird. <laughs> he wouldn't be able to see the game over the wall. <laughs> right. Fucking ridiculous. All right, welcome, everybody, to the Lazy Geeks. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. All right. So. I, will, I will give him one credit. What's that? Real quick. <laughs> um, he uh, he went to some church to get a prayer, and there was a big to-do about that. Because, and I kind of felt bad for the preacher. It's like a Bible church, non-denominational. And the, and the dude, he asked, the president asked to be pray, pray, prayed on, prayed over or whatever, and the preacher did it. You know, he prayed for his safety and for, for being God, like, guide him to make right choices and stuff like that. But I'll see a reason why that should be bad. <laughs> and then um, people were freaking out on him because they're like, oh, you know, people in his congregation, like, we don't like Trump. I can't believe you did that. And he, he reminded him. And I, I was like, I know in the Bible somewhere it says something. And it's in Acts where it says always pray over, basically always pray over leaders so, so God can – give them, you know, a just hand and stuff like that. Right. And he goes, I, I didn't mean to offend anybody, but I'm not going to not pray over someone just because I don't agree with them. Nah. Doesn't make any sense. Well, that's sense. the whole point. Of, of right. It. And I, I gave him credit and we were talking about that at work today. I was like, who people need to calm down a little bit. Like, I yeah. agree. I wouldn't like when he walked in either. Yeah. I'm like, this is family and this piece of shit. But then I quickly be like, oh, I'm fucking up. You know, we in church. But you step up going, this motherfucker coming in here. So <laughs> <laughs> you got a crowbar in your hand. Like, how the fuck? <laughs> where did he get that crowbar from? I will give him credit though. He finally changed his hairstyle. Oh god, yeah. It didn't look too bad. It didn't look too good it was either. An improvement. Yeah, we could say. Oh man, there was a guy who was in charge of Brexit, at that um, uh, Trump wanted to meet, and. um they they put us. I looked and I was like, that guy's ugly. They put um, but the the uh, Daily Show put a side by side of him and Trump. They look almost the same. They look kind of identical. And he's like, no wonder That's Trump, dude. I know what you're talking. Yeah, about. he goes, no wonder Trump wants to meet him. And he goes, it looks like they both look like a bad copy of each other, <laughs> like <Right. laughs> a bad clone of each other. <laughs> I was like, no wonder you want to meet that guy. Let's let's get into the podcast. Let's get into the podcast. All right, so uh, we're back uh, after you know several weeks off. Uh, we're back. Uh, um, we would have been back a little earlier, but then my voice decided to take a vacation, and, and then we all got a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, so we're a little late, but you know, at least we didn't cancel the show. My voice sounds a lot better than it did, especially Sunday when we record because I actually had to cut off a podcast that I was doing with uh, Patrick. Uh, because my voice started going so uh so yeah so but we're back and we're gonna try to do this adam's gonna cover the bulk of the show so i don't i don't lose it again uh yeah. but uh for right now uh yeah we're back we'll be back again on monday with um other shows especially we're gonna talk about the apple stuff because apple had their presentation yesterday yeah. so we'll definitely be talking about that come uh monday morning uh, but before we get into the show today, uh, 
this week or well last week DC Comics released the first of a three-part series, Batman Last Night uh, on Earth, which features the final Batman story from both Scott Snyder and artist Greg Capullo. And it's it's an original kind of story. Like it's yeah. something that I haven't really seen before. Yeah, it's not a retelling of anything. It's just it's a total brand which they said they actually got inspired from Grant Morrison. Which makes I, sense. I can which, see it. Yeah. I can see the mark on it. Yeah. Um I don't want to spoil any of the book, but it was uh very fun to read. Um, it's it's eighty, but 80, eighty pages. Yeah, it's a pretty good sized book. Yeah, and um, I can't wait for the next issue. Yeah, it, it's the first of all, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. That's top notch quality. I mean, it, the art was amazing. The fucking writing was. I shouldn't have to say this. <laughs> you know, it's it was. It this was is common knowledge, great. people. <laughs> right. I mean, it was it was just fucking great, and I can't wait. I thought it was a two part. I didn't know it was gonna be three part. Yeah, it's a three part series, dude. The cover alone of oh, the, of the that fucking cover is just fucking great. If you got if you get it digitally, um, you can just really just see just how vibrant those colors are. Yeah, I mean, it's a great story. So it really and it's funny too because the narration of the comic you don't find out who's narrating the comic until the very last page. That was amazing to me. That that totally threw me because I kept having thoughts in my head of who it was. And then when the last page rolled up, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, that was a really cool um, twist in there. Yeah, because it, it's, it's, you know, the basic, the, the I mean, the, the, the idea, the preview that came out for it basically um, has, you know, what, that, uh, and it's only kind of a, a part of that was, what pulls you in is, oh, yeah, Bruce Wayne actually wasn't Batman the entire time. Uh, so that's kind that you know that's kind of the lead into the story, and then it gets bigger from there. Because at first, when I read that, I was like, "Oh, that'd be kind of a cool." I'm like, "How oh, are they going to pull that into three part?" And then realize, "Oh shit, this is bigger than all that." Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and I I purposely didn't read much about it. I just wanted to. I I don't know why. But I just wanted that old school feeling of grabbing a comic off the rack and not knowing fucking dick about it. Right. You know what I mean? And I really got that. I, I dove into it, and the only information I really knew about it was the cover. Yeah. So that tells you nothing. I want a poster you know? of that cover. That's oh my god! I want that as a poster. So dope. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, I was. There was a lot of moments where I sat up in my chair, like edge of my seat kind of stuff. You know what I mean? And yeah. and and you know what comics good when you're kind of speaking out loud. You're like, oh my god, I can't believe she said that. <laughs> Like that kind of shit, you know. But what's interesting so. is if you, if you remembered um, the um, what was it? Uh, what was it? the metal comics that they did? It is very dense in history. Like there's a lot of information you get in yeah. this first issue, like the others. So it's definitely going to be one of those comics you're going to read more than once. I think I read it twice. And um, but if you haven't, if you didn't pick it up last week, definitely get it. Definitely grab it if you like a really awesome. And kind of Elseworlds Batman story, this is definitely going to be one of those you're going to want to check out. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It's almost like they're ending their their run with a real bang. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of dig it. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, CBS All Access released a teaser trailer for the upcoming Star Trek Picard series, which is currently filming. CBS All Access is really pushing the new series that doesn't even have a release date yet. I'm excited for. I was listening to um, what's that Star Trek podcast I listened to? I can't remember the name. Oh, Priority, uh, Priority, Priority One. Yeah, and I love those guys. I I really do. It's great, informative, it's fun to listen to, especially for Star Trek fan. Um, 
But, well, if you're not a Star Trek fan, you're probably not going to enjoy it. But <laughs> You're probably not even um, listening to it. <laughs> but they get into the history and, and they talk they, they, get it, they did get into the weeds on, on that show. They got into the weeds a little bit. And, and I, I sometimes I think they get a little too cynical, like those yeah. kind of fans, you know. And they, they were watching – they were saying that they're they're excited for the show, but the trailer wasn't that good. And I'm like, I mean, it's a teaser, bro. Yeah, they're like you – know, they, they started filming last month. like <laughs> Right. But they did bring up a good point. Um, they said that at the end of um, – at the end of the show, TNG, we see him in the future, Picard, and he has like yeah. a degenerative brain uh, problem. Right. So they're, they were, they're brought up a good point of where we are in the, on the timeline. Are they retconning that? You know, what's the situation? I said, yeah, they could easily retcon it though because um, – Q was involved in that episode. Right. Yeah. You know, so it could be a it little bit back and forth on that. Yeah, part. exactly. Because when Picard came to the future, he didn't really know what was going on. It was kind of a dream, so it was a little surreal to him. But right. I was reading something on on it the other day, and um they said that we might be able to get an idea from a new IDW Star Trek um that's coming out that goes back to Star Trek two thousand nine. And dealing with the destruction of Romulus and saying that in the comic they have Picard being part of that envoy Ooh. of with Spock. And then, then it would make sense. And then arriving late and Romulus being destroyed and kind of breaking him, you know. And um so and then losing Spock in that same thing. So it's kinda of like, oh, that kind of makes sense. Especially since Alex Kurtzman is part of of the store who was involved in Star Trek 2009. So that would actually make a, a pretty, a pretty big deal, especially when you're trying to save Romulus and one, you lose Romulus and Spock in the same instance, you know, I need to read some of these Star Trek books. Um, I was reading the one with the new timeline one where Chris Pine was Kirk. Oh, right. That was pretty good, but I mean, there's really no point in <laughs> continuing <laughs> that one. Um, but I've heard that Star Trek comics are just really fun, and yeah. I I don't know why I've never got into them, um, but I want to check them out. Yeah, if there anything like the Star Wars comic books, they should be pretty good because those ones are pretty dope. Yeah, so that's um, I actually thought it was kind of cool because you see, like when I saw with the Weiner, I was like, oh, cool. So they are kind of touching on what we saw in like all good things, right? And then then you find, you hear like you know what happened, what made you leave Starfleet, and you're kind of like, oh, he voluntarily left Starfleet, like. You know, what What was that about? And then, so it seems very, very interesting. And Patrick Stewart himself said it, the character would have had to make some, would have had to gone through something, a change in order for him to come back to it because he doesn't want to play the same character you played 25 years ago. Right. You know, and so this would have to have been something that really kind of jolted him. So I, I'm, I'm very intrigued to seeing this and I just want to, I just want to know when the fucking release date is. Yeah, and they'll tell you when they feel like it. <laughs> so the way the podcast is going to go today is I don't want Steve to blow his voice out because I can hear it waning every once in a while. He says it sound like Daria, bored. <laughs> yeah, it's that thing where you're getting over it, but it's that point where you kind of want to ease up, have right. a cup of tea, and fucking relax. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to read I'd, I would be so. curled in a blanket drinking tea, but it's like 80 degrees right now. And right. It's like... And if um, you don't like the sound of my voice, too fucking bad. Um, I don't know how why you're listening to this. And if, and if it's it, and if it's you know sexually too arousing for you, you can pause it. That I believe. Yeah. 
but yes, that's why we don't do live shows. It's just it's hard. we don't need a we don't need the the orgasms, you know, filling up the mic space, you know. Right. I make myself hard when I re-listen to the podcast. <laughs> so, you know. But Steve, of course, will give his two cents on the stories. I'm just reading the stories. <laughs> so first, first up, um, after four short years, YouTube gaming has shut down. Their final day was May 30th. They announced the move last year but missed its original March deadline. Suddenly, four days before the shutdown, YouTube announced the shutdown. <laughs> um, this was a really a failed endeavor for them. Yeah. I, I, th- I think they were just trying to – Google was trying to make their way in on something that was already pretty dominated by something else. Yeah, they really tried too hard to get that switch – that tw- switch – that Twitch uh, group. And at that point, it was kind of like, no, I'm invested in Twitch, you know? Right, because the Twitch audience is kind of different from the YouTube audience. You know, it, it's 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 just a weird. Like, I'm sure they both use both services, but <laughs> but they're just a little different in what they're looking for. Yeah, and, the, and it, was, it was weird. Like the YouTube gaming, it was just I don't know. I never felt it was good. Yeah, and now with Stadia coming out, yeah, you know, I, I it's probably something that's going to be their gaming thing. Yeah, so they're just so, going to focus on that. Yeah, and and shutting this down. One of the things I thought was kind of that was kind of shitty. Is that they told people that, yeah, well, if you have our gaming platform, you can integrate it into a regular YouTube channel. However, all of your gameplays, saves, and all of that stuff won't be transferred. So, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're closing it kind of in a <laughs> fucked up way. Yeah. And, and people are closing really it in have a Google way. To download all their shit if they're, they've been with it from day one. Yeah, they're closing it in a Google way of kind of right. like, you know, fuck you. We're fuck gone. off. Like, we're done. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was oh, free, well. so shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, current Batman writer Tom King announced a while ago that he would be leaving the comic once it hit issue 100. Recently, King announced that he would be leaving the comic at issue 85. The rap is reporting that he is going to co-write the script for the New Gods uh, movie coming from Warner Brothers. So maybe he's just moving into films. Like I, f- I feel bad for some of these comic book writers. Like They get known for one thing, and they're like, I don't want to write this character for the rest of my life. Well, I mean, he you know he took over when they rebooted the Batman series, so he's he would have written about a hundred issues, but you know, and a hundred is always a good mi- a milestone. I mean, you that's know, a long fucking run. That is a long, yeah. I mean, twelve twelve issues a year plus you know any of the uh, you know annuals and shit like that. But then, right. but the thing was is that a lot of people were like, oh yeah, he was going to leave it a hundred, and then suddenly he says, oh well, I'm going to be leaving at issue eighty five, which is going to come out at the end of this year. So people were like, what the hell? He's abruptly leaving, like, you know, 15 issues short. And then there's probably because he got tapped to do that fucking script. Exactly. And and then yeah. suddenly he's supposed to meet with the director of the New Gods. Um, and it's being reported that he's going to co-write the script, which, to be honest, if you're going to have a comic book writer, you know, on there, I mean, Tom King is a good fucking writer for this Batman yeah. run. So it's like, yeah, I would see that. I mean, you know, Jeff Johns, you know, has gone and written movie scripts and you know, stuff like that. So you kind of want to make sure those comic writers are in there to be able to, you know, it gives the proper tone. Yeah. Know, and, and they're always, and, and I like when they're co co-writers too, um, because you know, the mediums are different. You want someone who, who understands the structure of a movie script and stuff like that. Um, I think, I think that will be fine. I'm looking forward to that new gods anyway. Yeah. I'm so we'll curious see. to see how that turns out. Because, I mean, shit, Apocalypse and Darkseed and all of the, the origins of all of them. It's like, it's fuck heavy yeah. fucking hitters, bro. Yeah. Like, it's it's going to be pretty good. Um, 
oh shit, I lost my place already. I'm so nervous. <laughs> um, <laughs> with Xbox Game Pass, you might have forgotten that Windows doesn't share that benefit. Yeah, that's always lame yeah. to me. Um, though the play through the play anywhere initiative, it sounds like an Avengers thing <laughs> through the play anywhere initiative, uh, PC players game, PC, assemble <laughs> PC gamers were able to download certain games. As of now, majority of those games available are Microsoft published titles. Of course, Microsoft is planning to bring over a hundred games with more than 75 developers, which includes Sega, deep silver, Bethesda, um, Paradox Interactive and Developer Digital, and they're bringing those to Steam, I think. Or they're bringing some stuff to Steam too, which people were fucking shocked about. Yeah. But if they've learned anything from games from Windows, <laughs> you know, but yeah. that's pretty cool. They they should be melding with the with the computer arm of it. Yeah, because um, I mean, Microsoft kind of seems to forget sometimes that you know their PC players kind of were their you know bread and butter for a while. Yeah. You know, and, and it makes sense because, like, after a while, I kind of realized, oh, yeah, like, they don't have a Game Pass for Windows. Kind of, you know, they tout the whole, oh, yeah, play anywhere. So if you get the game on Xbox, you can get it on this. It's like, yeah, but you can't get a majority of those games on Xbox. It's like, what's the fucking point? Yeah, which sucks. Yeah. But that's cool, though. If they can get it for that, then that I think that would increase, you know, people to actually get into that shit. Yeah, definitely. Because you have... You just have, and a lot of them, a lot of other services have, like EA has their fucking yeah, service like that too, and um, Ubisoft as well, yeah. I think, has one too. So, you know, they're just jumping on board at this point. <sighs> it has been a long time since a possible a Avengers game road. was coming. <laughs> what? It's been a long road. <laughs> they said that in the last uh, Priority One podcast. <laughs> that worked it into something. I said, I see what you fucking did there. Um, since a possible Avengers game was coming from Marvel and Square Enix, finally the game will have its worldwide reveal during E3 on June 10th. Uh, Crystal Dynamics in um, Edios Montreal um, are the developers behind the game, but that is all we know. Yeah, but that's some fucking talent, isn't yeah. it? Like, I mean, we got the people that are making the new um, Tomb Raider games. The new Tomb Raider games. I mean, come on, dude. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I got high hopes for this game. Maybe higher than I should. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a lot of comic book. And it's, let's let's be honest. It's probably going to be a movie game. Because mm. um, Marvel, see, and I've heard a lot of complaints about Marvel Comics lately, is that they're leaning too much towards movies and it doesn't make any sense. But I can't speak for it because I haven't really been reading it. Well, um, my big thing is is that if this this Avengers game is going to have a lot of pressure because remember we got Marvel Spider Man that came out last year and that game received a lot of glowing reviews and set the benchmark pretty fucking high. But, and contrary to what I just said, and in Marvel's defense, Spider Man had nothing to do with the movies, right? So and and Marvel is trying and. After the Spider-Man game, Marvel has said that they're going to try to do a, a video game universe That's right. of their properties. So the fact that when they announced this game, this they announced this one, what, like, what, two years ago? Something like that? I remember that like video that came out that just showed the Oh, shield. yeah, this one was supposed to kind of go with Spider-Man. Yeah, like they, they, showed the, 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 they just showed like Iron Man's gauntlet and then the, the shield, and that was it, the Avengers. And then we hadn't heard anything since then. So, you know, they didn't rush it out. So it's kind of interesting to see what kind of you know, what's going to come out of this. So I think the expectation is going to be high given that Spider-Man set the standard very high. 
I still haven't played that game. Oh, it's a good game. And it bums me out. <laughs> as it should. Right. Death Stranding. Oh, I'm reading the title. <laughs> <laughs> you remember um, Hideo Kojima uh, post Hideo Kojima's post Konami game Death Stranding. While we literally know nothing about the game, with the exception of that glimpse at last year's E3, we know that the game's the game has an official release date, November eighth. We can be sure that we will get more information when E3 rolls around. But until then, we will have to sit in the dark a bit longer. So they have a couple, like they've showed images and a couple of videos. It just—it's one of those things that just gets more and more confusing the more you watch. Yeah, like it almost feels like you—you need to not watch it in order to be a little more appreciative of it. Yeah, it's—it's um, and if the game looks anything like those cutscenes, though. Yeah, I know. It looks really good. I just kind of wonder though, like how out there is it gonna be like it seems like kojima has like pretty much you know you know uh what do they call it um uh carte blanc yeah yeah uh, car blanche car blanche to do whatever whatever the fuck he wants whatever the fuck he wants to do so it's kind of like you know is it going to be like a a director on acid you know kind of view or is it all going to kind of stream together i mean we know kojima's you know shit does you know come together but i it seems to be very more artistic in a lot of ways as opposed to i mean yeah and the problem with artistic titles is they could be amazing but they still might not sell well yeah because a lot of people don't play games for that they they just want something fun yeah you know so who knows i mean who knows how it's gonna work this one made me laugh <laughs> anyone remember dc universe online that came out in like 2012 or something like it's old yeah it's old Apparently, it's still around. The free-to-play MMO will be coming to the Nintendo Switch this summer. However, there is no cross-play compatibility, which is dumb. So if you already play the game on anything else, you will need to start from scratch. So that is a hell of an incentive to get it on the Switch if you've been playing it on the PS4, Xbox One, or PC. Um, That game is dated. (laughs) I'm going to tell you that right now. Um, but I mean, if you dig it, you dig it, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it, it's interesting because you, you do this shit and you're just kind of like, uh, like when I saw that, I was like, really? Like, I didn't, I honestly, I didn't think it was still around. Like, I really I didn't, didn't think it was still around. Like, it just kind of was like on the switch. Like, really? Is that the game people are clamoring for on the switch? Last time I played it, it was one of those free to play games where you can't do a lot oh, yeah. unless you're paid for it. Oh, that's uh, hate mean, that. like. I never knock a game for that because it's it's free to play, but they got to keep the lights on. You know? <laughs> yeah. So I get it. If you don't like it, don't play it. Right. You know, but it's, I don't know. That's what I did. I didn't play it. But it's like, you know, oh, cool. I have a Switch. I've been playing it on the Xbox. I mean, I, you know, if you don't have much of a life or taste and you've been playing it on the PlayStation 4, like, oh, I'll get it on the on the Switch. You don't have much of a life <laughs> or taste. <laughs> Low-key shade in the middle of that sentence. <laughs> But I'll get it on the on the switch. Oh wait, I have to start completely over again. Like that's not an incentive to get people to to jump on you, that. I'll tell you one game I didn't mind starting over on the switch. That Diablo three though. That was so <laughs> fucking fun on the switch, dude. Oh really? I was playing it. Um, I was playing it with yeah. I was playing it on the TV. My son was next to me. Um, my older son watching it, 
And um, my wife's like, hey, I want to watch my show. I'm like, okay, word. And it's just like the commercial where I'd get up, pop the fucking Joy-Cons on there, and pop it up and play in it while I'm walking away nice. like a fucking badass. <laughs> I don't really like playing that game too much um, mobile, though, because it's kind of small for these old eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to put your you're, – you're putting the uh... – the screen closer and closer to your face right. in order it's to kind of looking down a mouth gaped open <laughs> any any you know. any closer would you'd have to have a strap and do the virtual reality thing you know <laughs> that's what we do i'm gonna slide into a google fucking cardboard <laughs> so i can play it so <laughs> uh let me do this one. Oh, okay okay so now we're gonna jump into some headlines and um, i'm gonna read one uh so the reboot of the popular video game franchise is coming with Call of Duty Modern Warfare on October 25th, 2019 for the Xbox One, PS4, and PC. Modern Warfare is the reboot of the 2007 game, not a remake. There is a distinction. A reimagining developer, Infinity War, says the game is not set in the same universe as the existing trilogy. Infinity War says that the world had left little room to raise the stakes further, but it does feature some familiar faces. Captain Price is back, for example, and what appears to be a new voice actor. The game is complete with cr- cross-play capabilities, but the extent is unclear. At the, at annou- at the announcement time, an, ex- an Activision representative could not reveal whether it would allow Xbox One or PS4 user cross-play or simply Xbox One and PC gamers. Here's the official statement. With the launch of Modern Warfare, the team is taking steps to unite the community. First, the team plans for Modern Warfare to be uh, played together across PC and console through crossplay support. Basically, I'm thinking they don't have anything official yet, so they're just leaving it open saying it could have it. Yeah. Plus, it won't have the series traditional paid season passes for post-launch maps, gear, and events. Instead, developer Infinity War plans on shipping more free content than they have with past Call of Duty installments. Modern Warfare features a robust single-player campaign, plus co-op and multiplayer components, with a narrative experience that spans all modes. The previous Call of Duty games, Black Ops 4, from Treyarch, didn't have a traditional single-player options at all, instead supporting a handful of online multiplayer modes, including Battle Royale options, something at the time they were good with. Something seems to have changed, and you can see the teaser video at thelazygeeks.com. It seems that, for me, that Call of Duty kind of, with this version of the game, or this reboot or whatever, it seems they're taking all the things they did wrong and fixing it. Mm-hmm. And it's also, let's be honest, for a new generation. I mean, a lot of these old games, the current kids wouldn't even play. Like it's oh, right. too, it's ancient to them. They they wouldn't play these old games. Well, what was this, a what lot was, of us wouldn't either. What was this? <laughs> <laughs> you got spoiled by the new graphics. But um, what was this? Two thousand seven. This game. Yeah, yeah. That's so. That's like original Xbox, PlayStation Two era. Actually, it was. I think it was PlayStation Three, wasn't it? Was it? I thought it was the tail end. Let's let's find out. <laughs> Modern oh shit. Modern Warfare One. <laughs> mm. Call of Duty oh, Call of Duty Four. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was. It was supposed to be Call of Duty Four. Because I think the first three were World War Two. This was the first one that went. Oh, so they're starting with Modern Warfare. It's yeah. kinda whack. Um but I remember. Yeah, then you're probably right because the, the original Call of, Call of Duty came out in 2003, which is what I thought they were starting with, which would have been dope. <laughs> but 
But it'd be interesting. I mean, you know, now the way the the graphics are and stuff. And I'm kind of glad we got out of that advanced warfare bullshit. Yeah, because it was getting ridiculous. Yeah, and like, you know, and the fact that they actually put in single player and co-op, that's actually pretty badass. Yeah. I was like, wow, so you mean if you actually have physical friends, you can, you know, like, sit together and play? Like, that's kind of (laughs) cool. Yeah, they say that a lot of couch co-op went away because the games... Are, are to the brink of the capabilities of the consoles, so they can't render the game twice. All right. Graphically, so that's why I kind of, at least that's what Halo 5 said. <laughs> that's why they couldn't do it. But that was Microsoft after all. <sighs> Speaking of Microsoft, <laughs> with the Electronic Entertainment Expo, also known as E3, uh, coming in a couple of weeks, Microsoft is dropping hints about their long secret xCloud game streaming service. On Friday, Microsoft reveals that they have been testing the service with employees, allowing them to take the service anywhere to test the streaming of Xbox games. One of the biggest surprises is that Microsoft claims the service, quote, has the technical capability to stream more than 3,500 games without developers needing to make any changes to their titles. This doesn't mean developers won't be able to tweak their games. They will. Game developers will be able to tweak their games slightly for streaming, allowing for font size adjustments for smaller displays, or even hosting multiplayer matches on a single server to keep that all-important latency down. Developers like Capcom and Paradox are now testing their games on xCloud ahead of public trials later this year. Quote, we've already de- deployed our custom project at Project xCloud, I don't know why that's hard to say, um, <laughs> Project xCloud Blades uh, to data centers across 13 Azure regions with an initial emphasis on proximity to key game development centers in North America, Asia, and Europe, end quote, explains um, Kareem uh, Chowdhury, uh, Microsoft's cloud gaming chief. That indicates that Microsoft is not concentrating on a North America launch only, um, a more global launch would put Microsoft in a better position against Google's upcoming Stadia, which is really what everyone's trying to do. Right. Um, Microsoft xCloud is expected to announce the service and tease fans at the upcoming E3 event next month. With Sony staying home from the expo, Microsoft can't, could come away with the hype for their, their service before Sony mentions, mentions, reveals, um, mentions or reveals their upcoming PlayStation 5. So, I don't know. Like, I, I notice people like the streaming idea, but they're kind of cautious about it, too. So, we'll have to see. Like, I we I want to see it work. Yeah. Like, the only streaming thing that I've really seen is Sony's. And it's been, you know, it's okay if you have God's internet. Right. You know, but a lot of people don't. A lot of people have normal broadband. Yeah. Well, so. I mean, we can kind of see it with, you know, we can see you know, what Microsoft has done with their Game Pass, you know, but the thing is, is the, you know, but that's also installing it on your console and then playing it, but, you know, streaming, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a thing because will it have the data, you know, it's like, yeah, it it can stream well in certain areas, but in certain areas, you know, like what kind of internet speed are you going to have and that kind of stuff, but the fact that, you know, they're saying that they can, you know, stream their entire library, it's pretty cool. And of course, of course, they want streaming to work because they can they can charge you three hundred dollars like they do now for a router, essentially. Right. And it doesn't have to do the heavy lifting because the their servers are doing it. 
and they're still going to charge you 60 bucks per game, even though you don't really own it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's, it's a weird thing and it's kind of just the new way they want to do business. But, um, it would be nice if the prices went down a little bit since I know when you're getting, when you're paying 60 bucks for a game, it's like, yeah, but why am I paying 60 bucks for a game that I really technically don't own? Versus you just you've just leased right. Like you, you've gained access to the game you right as a, as opposed to having the disc, the cover, the book, all that stuff. It's like shouldn't there be a bit of a price price reduction on that? At least you think there would be. So I don't know. Right. Uh, I mean, I'm still I you know, I'm still curious to see if Stadia works. Like you know, so it's like if, if and you know to be on anything you know it's like google has a better option of it working you know because they have data centers in more places than i think microsoft does but at the same time it's like well you know if if google can't get it to work or work well you know the, yeah the ideas the of everybody else just isn't there yeah then the rest of it just doesn't seem like it's gonna work that's that's the thing their technology is there right but it's everyone else's at the house you know right. what I mean? And and that's really the issue. Like, if you live in, in a major city, okay, fine. You have access to high-speed internet. Some people don't. Yeah. You know, and... I mean, it, if you have Spectrum, think, good luck. <laughs> huh? I go, if you have Spectrum, good luck. Yeah, right? <laughs> but, and, and the problem is, too, is I don't want this, oh, you know, enough people do it for it to make money, so fuck everybody else. <laughs> Everything's streaming now. <laughs> right, exactly. That would kind of suck. You know what would be funny is if it goes back to, like, Suddenly, everybody decides to boycott streaming and goes back to physical games. I know. <laughs> I mean, it was weird, too, because um, I hooked up. I have an original Xbox, and I don't play it often because it works perfectly, and it's it's just by, it's on borrowed fucking time as it is. Um, that, just sounded, that just sounded weird. I don't play it often because it works perfectly. It's like, okay. <laughs> I still want to wear out. Oh, you know? right, yeah. So <laughs> it... Um, it doesn't have any mod chips or anything. It just works the way it's supposed to work. And um, I put the game in and I was like, you know, this is kind of lost now. Like, I own this game. No one can take it from me. Right. It's not a fucking key to download the game. It's the game. The game is on the disc. Right. You know, and it's kind of something that to think about, really. And yeah. it's... um. Like I carry, uh, I was talking about it today. I carry a pocket notebook. Some people make fun of me. I just prefer to have it because I have a really bad memory and I'll write stuff down. And if I write it down, I'll remember it. So it's the little, I have like a moleskin pocket notebook and it's almost full. And someone was making fun of me today, actually going, let's just use your phone, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, because this is mine. <laughs> like there's literally no way anyone can see it. There's no way it could be deleted. There's nothing unless it physically gets destroyed or someone steals it, you know? And, and it's like, this book has one purpose. It's nothing to distract me or nothing like that. And I, th- I think that, I don't know. A lot of that stuff is lost now. Yeah. Everything's so busy and crowded and fucking just whack. Yeah, I get that. I'm just kidding. It's not whack. I mean, <laughs> like, no, I'll it, is, it kids, is whack. It is whack. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell the kids, they'll go, there's nothing on TV. I'm like, fuck you. It's like, I have Netflix, Hulu, DC Universe, CBS. I have all of it. Right. If you can't find something to watch, TV ain't for you. Right. No. Hell, I used to have like thousand channels and I still couldn't find anything to watch. Right. Because it's all fucking garbage on cable, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. 
I don't need. I don't need I don't to see like the eighty Lifetime channels. You know, Lifetime is a fucking American treasure. <laughs> so, our main story this, this week. This is our main story, and this is the big, um, the big talk, right? Right. Um, after rumors began circulating, circulating <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, the actor <laughs> Robert Patting Pattinson. Pattinson. Pattinson would don the cape of the Dark Knight after some debate, including including with us, that it wasn't a done deal. Um, hold on. <laughs> My inflections don't match what's written on the page. Uh, pretend I didn't say anything. So Robert Pattinson's going to be Batman. Like the original source of the rumor indicated that it wasn't a done deal. Uh, reports began circulating. Cir- I fucking hate that word. Circulating <laughs> um, this week that Pattinson and X Men actor Nicholas, uh, what is it, Halt? Halt? Holt, yeah. Whatever. Uh, were in contention <laughs> oh, uh, for the role. On Friday, Deadline reports that Pattinson um, has been chosen to don the cowl. Now the internet can go crazy. It's not just the internet. People that work were flipping the <laughs> fuck out. Like they were like, the dude from Twilight. I'm like, you know he did other things. Twilight was a long time ago. You guys like, don't know that? Yeah, it's been like almost a decade since. 2005. Th- yeah. And it's like it's going to be, by the time the movie comes out, it's going to be, the movie's going to come out in what, 2021? So it's like, you what know. What the IMDb up? So he does a lot of smaller roles. Yeah. He likes artsy shit. If you really look at his, it, I, I looked at his IMDb, and between like the Twilight movies, he did a lot of smaller flicks in between. And since the end of that, he's done a lot more smaller flicks. There's a new movie he has coming out. I think it's called The Lighthouse, and um, he's he's he has that with Willem Dafoe, and yeah, that's, out, that's out now. Yeah, and uh, they they debuted in Con like uh, last month, but a, a lot of people were saying like, if you have any problems with Robert Pattinson or thinking he might not be good. They go watch that movie. You know, they go watch that movie. He may not be doing, you know, he may be known for those movies, but he, he's been developing as an actor. And let's be honest, the guy is at the same age. I think he's actually a year older than when Christian Bale took Batman. He's 30. He's 32. Yeah. 32 or 33. He was born in 86. But it's, it's foolish to believe that he wouldn't develop as an actor. So, Twilight actually, um, the first Twilight came out in 2008. That was a, quite a bit of time ago, yeah. you or, know, or, and it's, it's, this is a perfect example of typecasting, right? Because he hasn't done a big triple a fucking Hollywood blockbuster because he'd be doing right. He's a British actor. You know, he likes to do the more artsy stuff, you know, that's fine. As, a, as an, as an actor would. As an actor would, because he's an actor's act. No, I don't know. <laughs> but, um, and I will be honest, I haven't watched any of this shit. Because nah. I never really heard of it, to be honest. And he was doing this, he was doing these smaller f- films, um, even in between the Twilight movies. Yeah, one of, the, one of the things that people need to understand is that... Twilight paid the bills, so he <laughs> yeah. could do these smaller movies. Yeah, Twilight <laughs> did pay the bills, you know. Um, he. It's funny because when you... Like for me with Robert Pattinson, I think there was somebody on our our Facebook page said that. Well, I guess um, when I I had posted that he was going to be the Batman, there was uh, someone said, uh, "Well, I guess they didn't want my money." And I was like, 
really? You're not going to see because of Robert Pattinson? I was like, let's keep in mind the other actors people went crazy that they casted them as. Uh, Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, George Clooney, Christian Bale, Ben Affleck. Oh, wait, that's every Batman actor. Right. The internet went crazy over. And now Michael Keaton is considered the gold standard for Batman. It's like, we need to calm the fuck down a little bit. I think uh, Batman's becoming like Doctor Who. Like everyone has their own Batman, <laughs> but it's it's um, I'm, I like I said, I was at work and and everyone came to me because they know I give a shit. <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, he seems like an accomplished actor. He's had quite a bit of films after the Twilight bit, and I said that same thing. It's, it looks like. From what he's what he's done, like his body of work, it looks like Twilight paid the bills, Man. so he could do work that he was proud of, work that he wanted to do. And maybe he's proud of Twilight too. I don't know. <laughs> fucking cares, you know? But he looks like a decent actor. He's got plenty of fucking gigs. Right. He can't have that many movies and be fucking terrible. So I said, I like to keep positive. I'm gonna wait and see. Cautiously wait and see. I can't say something sucks if I haven't seen it. Well, they didn't want to fucking hear that. Yeah, nobody wants to hear and it. And everyone flipped out and they said, is he going to sparkle? I'm like, you guys are fucking children. Like, seriously, listen, record yourselves and listen to this later so you can see how stupid you sound. <laughs> I was like, get the fuck out of here. I said, I'm the only one who's even qualified to tell you if he's a good um, actor to play Batman in this fucking room. You people are movie fans. Right. Go sit down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> fuck you. But um, yeah, there's a general consensus that it's going to be trash. But then we've seen this before. People will see the movie anyway. Right. You know, and hopefully it's good. Yeah. Hopefully it does do well because Batman. Listen, Warner Brothers has been fucking up the DC cinematic universe. We need to see we need to see a shining light in the darkness. <laughs> Well, maybe he does need a sparkle in that darkness. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Somebody said that uh, they're like, well, what's the Batman costume going to look like? It's like, motherfucker, they just casted Batman. Like, I think we're going to be able to see that. The- also, let's be real. It's going to look like a black fucking costume with ears on. Like, Batman's costume is not that complicated. Yeah. It's pretty basic. I mean, is it just the only question is, will it have nipples? Who knows? That's probably a no. <laughs> Uh, Joel I Schumacher has went old school and did the long ears, bro. Oh yeah, that's no. All the way you want to go old school? Let's go Adam West old school. Oh shit! <laughs> it's just a cloth, it's like a leotard. <laughs> <laughs> with like think, with like shorts that you that guys used to box in, you know, like I was like, what, right? What are we doing here? And, and who knows? Is this movie going to connect in the same universe as Wonder Woman? No, because Wonder as Woman far and Aquaman as, are still moving. I mean. They, as far as I know, as far as what I read, um, it's gonna be like it's not gonna connect with the Affleck because this I is would, a this is a younger younger Batman. Yes, so that's true too. I would be happy if they went back to form, true to form. Batman doesn't kill. Um, you know, is is not. Batman was never kind, but a more just Batman because Ben Affleck did an excellent job as Batman. I really do think that. And I'm 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 actually upset that we didn't get to see um, the film that he was trying to put out, but that's the dark fucking I've been through too much shit, Batman. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's he's, it's kind of you in know, the I, he's kind of in the you know get off my lawn kind of stage right. at that point. 
He Grant Grant what is it? Grant Torino? <laughs> yeah, Grant Torino Batman. Batman, you know. <laughs> That's pretty soon what's gonna happen is that the next Batman's gonna be fucking Clint Eastwood. It is just gonna be walking around with a baseball bat. <laughs> Yelling at chairs and shit. I'm Batman. Bab. <laughs> I'm Batman. Um but yeah, if we can get back to that, you know, a, a real and I wouldn't even mind, not an origin story, not a how I became Batman. Oh, God, that's the one thing like, I really don't want to see again. Yeah, like, yeah, we get it, the pearls and the mother yeah. and all that. I want to see maybe, even want to see him get in the training again. That would be cool. We've only seen that once. Right. No, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Or just just even kind of fast forward through that and just see how he became Batman in Gotham. And, you know, whatever. Or, or, or just do we even do, need, do, we, do Batman we, Earth 1. Was it Earth 1 or Year 1? I think it's Year 1. Year 1. That but, was dope, dude. Yeah, but, like, do we even need that? Like, why don't we just start with him as Batman? Like, like the original, like, the Tim Burton Batman. You know, when Tim Burton started Batman, we just got Batman. And then they... It's just like Batman Year 1. Yeah. Because he was kind of inexperienced. Yeah. At the superhero gig. I thought it was kind of dope. But, yeah, we could, much like the Spider-Man movies, we just jump in, he's already fucking Batman. Yeah. You know? And that's one of the... villain going to be? Like, yeah. There's so many questions. Yeah, it's interesting because, like, a lot of people, um, you know, uh, like, say, like, oh, I hope we don't get another Batman, you know, origin story again. It's like... And they noted that Marvel, they go, yeah, you know, if you look at Marvel, Marvel doesn't do the origin story when it's already been done. Like, Spider-Man. He's just Spider-Man, you know. They did it for the ones that are a little less known, like the Captain America. Needed well, no, no, no. I mean the ones that already had movies, like the Hulk had two had a movie out, and they just kind of did a little lofty kind of in the credits, quick kind of thing, and then moved off, you know, and continued on with that Spider-Man. You know, he's already been six months in. You know, six months in, they didn't even mention Uncle Ben. No, you know. So it's like with great. Continuity comes great retconning. Okay? <laughs> and it, it just, but it's one of those things where it's like, look, I, you know, some um, people have uh, done the, uh, they took his, uh, one of his pictures where he had like a little bit of like, you know, a shadow and stuff like that and photoshopped it into the Batman cowl. And it looks pretty legit. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's got a, he's got a strong chin, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at a picture of him right now on IMDb. He, are you masturbating to it? Are you masturbating he, to it? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, okay. He needs to bulk up a little bit. Well, yeah, I mean that's he's a skinny dude, you yeah. know. But that that can all be done with the trickery. <laughs> the trickery. Um, well, actually, if you look at all the Batman's, all the Batman's weren't chiseled. It was the 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 suit that you know. Yes, but we're in 2019. Okay, <laughs> Batman needs to be realistic, and he needs to be beefcake status. You know what I mean? <laughs> I want to feel confused when I walk into that theater. <laughs> like when, uh, like when, uh, Ben Affleck did look huge in that fucking suit. Though. Oh, I know. I'd be terrified. If he it was, was like when, when Henry, <laughs> when Henry Cavill came out of the water when he was, um, in like, what was it? Man of Steel when he stole those clothes and he stands up and you see the way his body is. And suddenly you're just like, <gasps> you start sucking in the gut. Cause you see I was angry. I'm like, fuck this piece of shit. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> those abs and those like, you know, that huge V on the back of your neck, those muscles that have muscles. Fuck you. And that shit. It was hell to look like that. Oh yeah. It's grueling exercise, but the exercise wasn't even the bad part. He ate the plainest fucking shit. And he said he had to eat 
too much food. Yeah. And it was all just boiled chicken and shit. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, they said that he got down to, like, I think it was, what, 3% body fat? Yeah. And- well, if you get, I've heard that if you get any less than 3%, it's unhealthy. Like, you'll start getting, like, fucking fatigued and shit. Yeah. That's what I heard. And they said that, um, uh, and Scott Snyder, uh, or Zack Snyder, um, he said that he goes, he knew that it was grueling to get that. So what he did was he, when he got to that point and he was like in the fittest, he filmed all the shirtless scenes together. So then after he did all that, he can kind of loosen up on the rest of it. He can, yeah. It's nice of him to do that. Yeah. It's like, you know, I was like, you could have been a dick and go, yeah, we'll save those toward the end. Be like, motherfucking, you know. That's what people don't realize. Like, to be healthy and good looking, no, that doesn't require much discipline. Like, just don't eat like a piece of shit and exercise. But to look like, like The Rock or Henry right. Cavill, that's a constant. Like, and even Chris Pratt said it in an interview. I I watched it. It wasn't a recent interview, but I watched it. He goes, "If you don't have to look like this, don't don't. <laughs> like, it's it's a, nothing but a pain in the ass." And he said, "Be healthy." And he goes, he's a lot healthy, he's healthy as he's ever been. But don't, you don't have to be chiseled all the fucking time. Oh, yeah. You know, like, nah. We well, get the like, dad bod going, we yeah. good, you know what like I mean? Him like him and Chris Helmsworth and Chris Pine, I'm um, not Chris Pine, um, Chris Evans, you know, for Captain America. Awesome. You know, it's like, they all, they have to do that. And yeah, I've heard that too, where they're like, oh, even, um, what's his name, Momoa, Jason Momoa. He said that, uh, because when he was on uh, SNL, uh, John had made a comment. My brother made a comment about him. He's like, he doesn't look as fit as he normally is. I go, because he's not doing Aquaman. You know, he's not doing uh, Drago. Alone. Not to mention, isn't he Samoan? The motherfuckers yeah. can eat. <laughs> yeah. And he says, he goes, <laughs> and they show him and he goes, oh yeah, he goes, I don't, he goes, I don't do that, you know, when I don't have to. He goes, I like eating. <laughs> you know, he's like, I like eating and I kind of like doing what I want to do. He goes, but you know, with Aquaman 2 coming up, I'm going to have to do it again and I'll do it again. He goes, but when I don't have to, I I don't have to. That's what I think people don't realize, too, is they see these stars, you know, and they're like, I have to look like that. That's healthy. It's like, is it, though? Like, (laughs) like and a lot of times they're doing kind of unhealthy shit to get there. Yeah. Because that's their job. I'm not I'm not putting them down. Well, you also, I mean, like, people sit there and say, like, oh, I want to get that. It's like, no, you won't, because one... They're going to have trainers. They're going to have nutritionists. They're going to have all those people that are telling them what to eat, how to do it, when yeah. to do it. It's like you don't have that. Plus, you don't have the discipline. You're not getting paid that Marvel money or that, wa- or, or that uh, Warner Brothers money to look like that. You don't have a reason to do it. Like that amount of work. I need to look like a god when I go to the mailbox. You know? <laughs> right. Like why? You'll get to a point, your breaking point, and then your brain starts going, okay, here are your options. <laughs> like what the fuck are you doing like you know, like, for, like, for me, like for me jason momoa or chris evans or whatever they go i'm making this money and i want to i want to do the best i can in my role you know they have a purpose like you don't have a purpose man i mean everyone should have a purpose of being healthy and i say that being overweight myself i'm trying to get my life together but everyone should be healthy so you live longer you know what i mean but I'm dad bought for life. Best believe. I've been married for too long. I ain't trying to look like Chris Hemsworth. Let Chris Hemsworth look like Chris Hemsworth. Actually, I look like his job, I look like know. Chris Hemsworth post snap. Like that's how I look. That's gonna be me. <laughs> <laughs> Just wish that motherfucker. I told my wife after we saw that movie. I said, "See, I look like Chris Hemsworth now." <laughs> yeah, I know. You're welcome. She's like, "Oh my god." Yeah, it's like oh, I've been waiting ten years to look at Chris Hemsworth. Now yeah. I do. <laughs> All it took was patience, not perseverance. 
<laughs> All right, so we're going to move on from that. My general, but my, my last thought, just to sum everything up, I want to give him a chance, just like anybody. I, 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 don't, I don't like the negativity from the onset. We, we have to, he looks like a pretty talented actor. We have to see what's going on. Yeah. Uh, one thing I do want to say is, um, if those of you have not watched um, Always Be My Maybe, um, it's a Netflix movie with uh, Ali Wong and uh, and um, oh I can't remember the dude's name, but he's uh, the he plays the father on Fresh Off the Boat. Cute movie, but Keanu Reeves has a small role in it, and he's it's fucking amazing. He is fucking amazing in that. It's really worth though. It's just to watch him because if you, you you go by everything you read about him on the internet and people saying oh you know how he is in real life. And you see how this version of him plays. It's it's so outrageous and so hilarious. I I heard the story. So the opposite. Oh yeah. Of what he is, you know. And it's funny too because they said that they had originally wrote it with Keanu Reeves in mind, but they figured there's no way in hell he would ever do this movie. But they sent it to him anyway, and he dug it. And he actually wrote some extra stuff for him, his character to do in the script. Yeah. And um, because he totally got it and took a he had two days off from John Wick three while he was filming at that time, flew to San Francisco, um, uh, shot his two scenes and then went back to John Wick. So it's so it's it's fucking hilarious. I mean, just the way the way he comes in from the onset and he's just so that Hollywood just bullshit kind of thing. Yeah. So in in himself and yeah. Um. Randall Randall Park. Oh, Randall Park. The name yeah. of, the, of the lead. I love that dude. He's hilarious. Oh yeah, I still remember from what Marvel movie was he in? Ant Man and the Wasp. He was the Ant-Man FBI Ant-Man. agent. Remember the uh, yeah yeah and um, but like the the, the whole the whole segment where they're at dinner, and it's supposed to be this new kind of avant garde kind of rich dinner uh, restaurant. It's great because the the waiter comes up and he's like he's like hey Charles and he's like hey Mister Reeves and he goes so. Do you have anything that would ex- suspend time? Like that's what he's asking for dinner. Like, and he's like, actually, we do. And they have this uh, auditory dinner where you actually have headphones and you listen to the sound of the animal that you're eating. And, they, and the next scene is him eating and you're hearing like this, like, I guess, like cow, like this kind of soft moo. And he eats it, and then you see him take a drink of his wine, and he starts crying into his wine, and then he looks up into the what sky the and goes, fuck? he looks up into the sky, closing his eyes, going, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then cuts it again and see, starts I'm, eating I've it. I've seen bits and pieces. Like, I saw enough of it to know what's going on, but I missed a couple of parts. <laughs> this shit is hilarious. Oh, my God. And then, like, he throws in, like, he's like, okay, shall we go? And then Randall Park goes, well, what about the bill? And he's like, he goes, me going out for air was a ruse. I took care of the, I took care of the bill. And then he goes, oh, well, you didn't give me a chance to like fake fight you for it. And he's like, it cost $6,400. It was less than the residual check that I received for my movie speed. <laughs> I was like, what a dick. I like how he's playing a caricature of himself. Oh, yeah. He looks um, like he's having so much fun with it, too. I saw this the fight scene where they, where they hit me and he hits and he fucking puts him in a chokehold and shit. I was like, what the fuck? And then yeah, at the end of the fun. movie, he sings the song about how he punched Keanu Reeves. <laughs> He's like, I punched Neo. 
<laughs> I was like, that's awesome. It was a good punch, too. That yeah, was a good, solid punch, you know, yeah. I appreciated it. But if you guys haven't checked it out, it's funny. Even if you just, the movie, you know, without that, it was still cute and was still fun or whatever. But the Keanu Reeves bit made it just, Stephen Amell from Arrow goes, if Keanu Reeves doesn't get an uh, an Oscar for uh, just always oh, be my maybe, he goes, why are we giving out awards? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like why are we even doing that also the um uh, what is her name ali wong or the yeah. comedian the lead yeah. she's funny she's really fine i think she's hilarious i think she was the one that did a stand-up pregnant yeah yeah that was her. yeah yeah um i was talking to patrick because he's the one that made me uh made me well, not made me watch it, but told me I should watch it. Uh, he said he fucking made you. Yeah, he did. It. He did. He had me in a chokehold and sat me in the chair and like turned it on. Um, uh, but he was saying that uh, that Ali Wong was a writer and st- and was writing on Fresh Off the Boat and then started doing her stand up and um, that him, her, and um, and Randall Park knew each other from back when they were at uh, UCLA together or or at, in college together. So yeah. they've they've known each other for a long, long time, which makes sense because their chemistry was was pretty good with each other. Yeah, it was. And I think that's really what elevated the movie too. When the when the leads make sense together, <laughs> <laughs> and not because they're both Asians. And also, also, if you're a geek, the um the guy who plays uh Randall Park's father was the original Shredder in the 1990s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. Yeah, I thought I recognized to look it up. Yeah, you're kind of like, you know, you're kind of like, oh shit, where's Donatello? Where? (laughs) Shredder! (laughs) It's Shredder! Big ups to his, uh, that Toyota he'd be rolling into. (laughs) Corolla. It's so funny because, um... Corolla's always held up, too. Well, that's the thing, it's the only, at my work, we we take walks all the time because you fucking sit all day, you're just gonna die. Yeah. And, um... (laughs) I'll see old kind like '90s cars, a couple of them, and they're always Toyotas. Yeah, and I'm like, these fucking Toyotas out here doing work. Y'all motherfuckers talking about Tesla this <laughs> and Porsche this and all that other bullshit. Fuck you. It's '96 to '98 Toyota <laughs> doing work. <laughs> it's the plainest fucking guy ever, but that thing could not break. Well, it was funny because I um when I saw the Corolla, I was like, I looked at Patrick and I go, didn't Peter have? have a Corolla? I go, when he moved down here, he goes, yeah, he goes, that thing lasted him 16 years. And I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Cause when I met him, he had a Corolla and he had already had the Corolla at that point, I think for like three years, three or four years. And I think oh, like, uh, about six years ago, he finally gave it up. You really notice it too, because I got, I'm going to say this quickly and then we're going to move on. But <laughs> I, I noticed, um, I got a Toyota Sienna, the, the minivan. All right. It just feels – I've never driven such a solid-feeling car. Like everything just feels like it works. There's no play in the steering wheel. The shifter is perfect. Like, <laughs> it, it's And I remember um, somebody was telling me a story. Toyota worked with some other company. I, it, was, it was a premium car like on the level of Infinity or something like that. And it they were going to – they were together to make a car. And they – um. The car was delayed and delayed because Toyota's fucking standards for quality mm-hmm. are too fucking high. Like this <laughs> other car manufacturer is like, God damn it. Like they got <laughs> hung up over a bolt. They're like, this bolt isn't the proper weight. 
and he's sick. <laughs> well, like, cons- considering how well those cars are, you know, you're kind of like, that's that makes sense. These fucking people like, oh, luxury cars mean they'll last forever. Luxury cars aren't designed to last forever. They're designed to be pretty. Yeah. Like, those cars break first. You get a workhorse, like Toyota, yeah, you know. You, that's right. That's it. Or even a Ford, too. Just don't get, get – what was the Cavalier? Don't get one of those. <laughs> Cavalier. <laughs> those are some fucking hood about rich a, It's, it's, it's about as – they're about as useless as the actual Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, oh Too soon? That's disrespectful to Ford. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> so, it's that time again. We've got to our what the actual fuck for this week. And it's a doozy. I don't know. I haven't read it. Um, (laughs) We haven't done anything related to conspiracy theories in a while. So here we go. This is from – where did my mouse go? Oh, it was on the wire. I'm like, what the fuck? Um, This is from Washington Monthly by Nancy LaTorino. Um, And a bit of – what the fuck? Oh, it's my mic cable. What's happening? All right. I'm sorry. In a bit of non-breaking news, I was right to assume that Attorney General William Barr – would launch some bizarre conspiracy theories based on his interview with Bill Hemmer of Fox News. As it turns out, even I couldn't contemplate how bizarre um, they would be. So the I in this is Steve. Steve wrote No, this. no, no, no. So, no. It, the I is Nancy Terrell. This is actually her. Oh, is he? Oh, yeah. okay. The I is Nancy Terrell. <laughs> Letourne. Letourneau. Yeah. El Torino. <laughs> Nancy, Nancy Torino. What? If you recall... Barr told Hemmer that as part of the investigation into the origins of the Trump-Russia probe, he was looking into the meeting in January 2017 in which James Comey told then-president-elect Trump about the Steele dossier. Dossier. dossier sorry. <laughs> um, almost immediately, right-wing news outlets reacted by insinuating that it was people in the FBI who leaked the dossier um, and that perhaps Comey – was attempting to blackmail Trump. I'm sorry. Every time I read Comey, I think of that fucking SNL skit, dude. Had me <laughs> laughing. <bro>. Um, <laughs> well, are you? Well, are you having trouble finding out where sounds are coming from? Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. Thank you. <laughs> the, the facts are that when the New York Times, I'll take a pause right there because we we're speaking earlier, published an article saying that the FBA had found no links. Between Trump and Russia, Steele got frustrated and began sharing his dossier with people in the media. Those involved with the investigation knew that it was only a matter of time before it became public. So they briefed other Obama and Trump. They briefed both. They briefed both. I'm sorry. (laughs) Both Obama and Trump about it on um, successive days. Um, The publication American Greatness. (laughs) What? You can guess where they got that name. uh, Has decided that. There was something nefarious about the decision to tell the president-elect about the dossier and that it, it must be Obama's fault. One question that Barr and his team should press is why did President Obama in a meeting the day before apparently give his blessing for the FBI director to warn the incoming president about the most outlandish accus- accusation contained in the Steele dossier, one that remains unproven to this day? And it could lead to more questions about the handling of the dossier in the Obama White House weeks before Donald Trump was sworn in as president. In their telling, giving giving Trump a heads heads up that a salacious – I love that fucking word, dude. <laughs> salacious. It just sounds sexy. It's a, good, it's a good word and it's also good on Scrabble. 
It really is. Well, it's a good word because pe- most people know it. It's one of those words that gives away its meaning by the way it sounds. Yeah. And no one uses it, though. So when you say it, people go, oh. Yeah, okay. Suddenly it's like, am I supposed to feel a certain way about this? <laughs> You're supposed to feel all that way. Um, I'm going to say it again. Tr- Trump, a heads up that a salacious document was about to be released, was an attempt to intentionally rattle him, which isn't difficult. Um, <laughs> in their minds, that raises the question, so why didn't Obama stop Comey? You'll never believe the answer they came up with. I'm fucking excited. See, I haven't read this yet. Is there a possibility that the January 6, 2017 ambush by Comey was Obama's revenge for Trump's birther comments? Is there a possibility that the entire Trump-Russia election collusion hoax was meant as payback for Trump? Will any journalist bother to ask? I hope not. (laughs) Got it? The entire Trump-Russia hoax was Obama's payback for Trump's nonstop peddling of all that birther nonsense. Wow. Why hasn't someone come up with that one before? The right-wingers are sure that Attorney General Barr will get to the bottom of it all, though. To suggest that Trump's troubles are all a plot by Obama to get revenge for his birther nonsense is almost too delicious. Um, <laughs> Salacious and delicious in the same God story. Damn, let me fucking feel this some kind of way. <laughs> Underneath it all is a recognition that Obama deserves some revenge. Of course, the 44th president exacted exacted that beautifully at the 2011 White House Correspondents' Dinner. But that might have come completely over the heads of Trump's dedicated supporters, leaving them wondering how the former president would ever get payback. They finally come up with an answer. The Trump-Russia hoax. What kind of twisted mind does it take to come up with this stuff? Honestly, I don't know what the laugh or cry. That was Steve. I feel that last bit was Steve. No, that was actually the writer. Damn. So – that's amazing. And it's so funny because there's two things in it that I want to point out that, that really fucking tickle me other than salacious. Um, <laughs> and delicious. Right. And one is big ups to – I think it's funny that the New York Times – so they say, okay, the New York Times published published an article saying the FBI had found no link between Trump and Russia. So, so they kind of insinuate that, oh, well – but still had a dossier and fucking blah, blah, blah. I'm like, if anyone were to love to say that there was collusion between the, Russia and Trump, it would have been the New York Times. <laughs> right. So I, 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 I strongly doubt they're lying. And then the other thing that kind of stuck out to me, where is it? Oh, they're salacious again. Um, oh, I forget where it was. Trump's dedicated supporters and these recognitions. Uh, oh, the entire tone of this is almost like they find validation for their their claim in the fact that no one's come up with it yet. Right. It's kind of how it feels. Like just because no one said it before. Right. That this has to be the truth. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's funny though is that like yeah that's that's what it took. That's why he created this whole. You know, political intrigue was just to fuck with with Trump, and it, it's it's true too. Because if you've ever watched, uh, you can go on YouTube and watch it. The uh, Obama at the correspondence dinner, because he goes to fucking town on Trump, and Trump's there in the audience, and and you know he fucking embarrasses him like crazy because he goes into the whole. Well, I'm glad we got that whole birther thing pushed aside, and now we can get on to some real business, like you know how faked was the moon landing. <laughs> 
and he goes into other conspiracy theories hitting Trump. And then he's like, you know, and then, you know, he goes when he was on The Apprentice and then he starts hitting him there going, you know, de- de- debating on whether to, you know, fire, uh, you know, uh, uh, Little John or Gary Busey, which is something that would keep me up at night, you know, but he made the right choice, you know, and he goes into it was just like, oh, my God, it was just hitting him and hitting him. And yeah, you went in and, you know, Trump hated that because, you know, he don't like people that that say things about him. But yet he was doing the whole time saying that Obama was a Muslim and he wasn't born here and blah, blah, blah. That was really Obama's last chance to just fuck him up oh and he yeah did brilliantly oh he did it amazingly and and it just it just got it was but i was like going really like that's that's what they're going for is just like now well we can't prove that it isn't real so we'll say it was all a complete hoax because uh, uh because obama wanted to get back at him it's like you know what you could have done a whole lot more than just do that to get into his head right so stupid yeah. it was fun to read though <laughs> it was funny it's actually you know when you said about salacious i go it, it does kind of have a certain implication when you say salacious like you almost have to say it differently salacious yeah you know yeah. i mean when you know let me get back to it's that a part. it's a rare time where you can say salacious to someone and they and they've never heard it and they might not know the exact definition but they know what you're talking about right so it's like oh you know, like in their telling, giving Trump a heads up that a salacious document was about to, you know, it's like suddenly like there's a certain inflection that's salacious. So the, the Webster, um, excuse me, Merriam-Webster definition for salacious is, <laughs> and there's only one definition, kids, arousing or appealing to <laughs> sexual desire or imagination. And the funny thing is salacious gets used incorrectly because it, it really is only about something that brings on sexual desire right but people just use it as <laughs> just to buzz up a fucking sentence but i appreciate it well it's like it's like the word literal literally you know yeah. like figure it's now figurative and literal like <laughs> an, an, an anonym antonym of it is lustful or lecher lecherous Lech- no lecherous 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 yeah you'll you'll see that used a lot in like shakespeare that's why i know that one because uh, I've had to say that a few times where it was lecherous. A lecherous lawyer hitting on his son's girlfriend. Oh, okay. And I always used to have, I used to have the same inflection when inflection with lecherous that I would with salacious. That would be him and his lecherous. Like suddenly, you stick your tongue out a little bit more. You do. You um, do. Inordinate indulgence in sexual activity. No, I've seen the word. Like I probably cause when I read Shakespeare in high school, but I um I couldn't remember what it was. <laughs> There you go. All right. All right. Well, that's our episode for this week. So thanks for joining us. If you want to help us out, there are two ways you can. One, you can leave us a review wherever you get the show, iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, you can even go to the uh, to the website and um, comment there. or And also recommend the show to friends. It helps us out, gets us out to more people. Uh, two, if you really want to help us out, you can donate. Head over to thelazygeeks.com. Click on the Donate button. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash thelazygeeks. Twitter and Instagram are both at thelazygeeks, all one word. Um, and you can send us feedback, comments, suggestions for episodes, or your favorite conspiracy theories, or anything that you might find salacious. Or lecherous. 
or lecherous <laughs> or delicious <laughs> to the geeks at the lazy And if you want more content from us, just head over to the blog, the lazy So thanks for checking us out. So until next time, live large. If you ain't living large, you ain't living at all. Mm-hmm.